Welcome to Questions from the Pew. This is actually part two of a conversation that Reichert and I had on AI. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, feel free to go back and listen to that before you jump into this episode. So enjoy the show. We're a forum for discussion on the issues that are ruminating in the minds of churchgoers, but that are often not raised from the pulpit. Too long has the church shied away from grappling with tough questions and nuanced issues. We're your hosts. I'm Reichert Zalameda. I'm Lucas Manning. Welcome to Questions from the Pew, where faith and culture meet. sense like I am indifferent to like the negative consequences a little bit mm. although like some of like like if we take the consequences you know if we lower the bar from you know the demise of all humanity to just any negative consequence I think there can definitely be negative consequences um, yeah I mean I guess it's technology right so mm-hmm. I guess anything that like doesn't allow humans to practice critical thinking and like research skills you know that that might be bad (laughs) Mm -hmm. if we're just like now we we can't find anything not that we can't find anything but we just we get worse at you know research and and critical thinking as a as a collective not to say that there won't be some who can but yeah i I don't know if that's good necessarily yeah it's like uh i mean (laughs) let's just take a a mundane example, right? Of people's handwriting. I think people's handwriting have gotten worse. I know mine has. Oh, I can't, bro. Since, like, I, I have to purposefully try to write yes. with a pen or pencil because I type so much that my hand cramps up a lot more quickly yeah. than I know it should. Sure. Um, and my handwriting is a lot um, less legible than I know it should be. Sure. Um, so, like, if, if that's the case with just handwriting and the switch from you know manually writing down on a notebook or a piece of paper to typing into a computer man how much more so will it be for uh, just the the acquisition of knowledge or the generation of knowledge right like we are not going to be able to i mean theoretically we're not going to be able to come up with anything novel because technology will be doing it yeah. For us, or we'll be so reliant on technology that, sure, you know, even though AI, for example, produces um, the likeness of a younger Harrison Ford, right? Sure. That's a te- technological advance. Um, yeah, there the the steps in between, I guess, are where things get complicated. Like, what yeah. things do we lose to get that outcome? Sure. I guess it goes like it goes both ways, right? Because yeah, in one sense you could say this AI does all the work for us, so we're gonna get worse at doing, you know. I guess that's any tool, right? It's like sure. I'm not very good at getting nails to go into wood by myself, <laughs> you know. Or maybe they, maybe people used to know. Okay, that's a bad example because I'm sure the nail was made for the hammer. But uh, <laughs> what do we do with this nail? <laughs> yeah. We gotta come up with something. Yeah, we need something to yeah. 
No, but like, I mean, I guess, I guess anything. Like, I'm not any good at making clothes, whereas, like, you know, I'm sure most, maybe not most, but like somebody within the community was good at making clothes, whereas I know nobody who makes clothes. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, technology makes it so that, you know, I guess, yeah, people specialize, and then, and then that skill, like its general use gets like people are worse at it. You know, like mm-hmm. I guarantee if you took like, you know, a hundred people at random from right now, from this time versus like a hundred people at random in 1700, I'm sure they could make way better clothes than us You know, <laughs> as a collective. Anyway. So that, so in one sense it's, it's like going to do that. Right. I guess where AI it's, it's like, is that scary if, if it's critical thinking that that's what that is? But then, so the AI apologists will say this. They'll say, no, you don't use AI to, like, do critical thinking or anything like that. You do it, you have AI to do all the grunt work. So it's like it gathers all the resources, it gives you an outline, and then you can, that way you basically save your critical thinking for, like, novel ideas. So now, like, you have everything in front of you, and now you can Mm -hmm. do, like, a human's work, which is, like, create something, you know what I mean? Or make something new out of it. Which, uh... I feel, I mean, I, I don't have like a good, I think that's like a fair point. You know what I mean? Is like, depending on how we like use AI, like it could free up, basically it could take the, for instance, like gathering like uh, biblical data, which I don't know if there's an AI that can really like do that. But it's like, if, if you're doing a word study, it's like, uh, you could go up and look it up in a concordance or, I mean, these days there's lots of online tools, but, but even it would be easier to just say, Hey, AI, you know, Siri, mm-hmm. give me all the usages of righteousness when it's paired with justice and specifically these words. And then it's just like, bloop. It's like, well, that saved me like a decent amount of work. Now I can mm-hmm. like look for connections. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, you could take that as far. I mean, that's obviously biblical studies, but which is, you know, kind of our field. But I mean, you could do that in any, any field, you know, presumably. I don't know. So, I mean, that's, that's one pushback is maybe, maybe it doesn't make critical thinking. Maybe it doesn't do that work for you, but maybe it does more of the leg work, mm-hmm. like the grunt work, and then frees you up to do more critical thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's, I, yeah, I don't maybe know. It change, maybe it'll change the way we do critical thinking or the way we go about the exercise of. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is where a little bit of this is like projecting into the future. And it's like, honestly, it's hard to say, like, it's hard to say that Facebook knew what social media was going to become. Mm-hmm. I guess MySpace, <laughs> if we're going to, I'm sure there was something before MySpace, but. Uh, Friendster? Was Friendster before MySpace? <laughs> maybe. I don't, I don't even know what that is. That's before my time, or at least. Yeah. I didn't, I think I had a MySpace, but I didn't really do anything on it because yeah. Facebook came out soon after. Um, yeah, something like that. I don't know. But I'm sure it was hard, like, for anybody to really project what was about to happen to society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where it's, you know, it's a little bit hard to project out. Right. In which case, maybe we should save our, you know, full celebration or full, you know, fearfulness until we start to see what it does actually. You right. Know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. should we move on to question two? Yeah, let's do it. A question from the pew. 
All right. Question number two. What ethical implications come with the technological advances? Mm. Eh. Question of the century. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, I guess kind of a fun thing is, I mean... There are no ethical complications. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the really fun thing is ethics doesn't exist. And AI told me that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess there's tech, there's ethical implications in every technological advancement. Yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned a few earlier already, right? With with just your realm of education. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, plagiarism. I mean, I guess that's the thing with these AIs is it would be great. Um, maybe uh, maybe they're developing this, but it'd be great like when it gives you an answer if you could say like, please cite your sources from the previous answer, and then it would like mm -hmm. give you all the source. That would be that would be really nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's, I mean, obviously people passing off AI's work as their own. But then I guess the question does become what makes something your own work? You know what I mean? Because mm. it's like at the end of the day, we're all building off of everybody else's work. I mean, you've seen these lawsuits in the music industry where, you know, somebody will have a melody line that's similar and then, you know, somebody tries to sue them. Uh, those lawsuits have generally been unsuccessful uh, because it, it's just hard to prove that, like, right. at least in music, that, like, that is my, you know, sound or whatever, or melody line. Um, unless you directly sample it, that's obviously pretty easy to identify. Um, but on the, I guess on the topic of plagiarism, we're all using sources and then, you know, synthesis. I mean, that's what a paper is, right? We're, like, synthesizing these different right. sources into something new. And so that's where, like, I mean, the use of AI doesn't seem like it automatically equals, you know, stealing somebody else's work. But then it's really, it's what you do with what the AI puts out. Like, are you just changing the AI's words so that it doesn't look like plagiarism? Or, mm. you know, are you taking what the AI says and then combining that for something into, like, an, mm -hmm. a new idea or at least a new yeah. way, a new synthesis? So. I mean, yeah, that's one thing. Well, I guess, I mean, that goes back to the whole point of, I guess, the philosophy of, of what education should be, right? Like if, so AI, right? You've got point A, get me to point B, right? The, if that's the goal is to, is just get to point B, yeah, that's the goal of something. education, yeah. then yeah, that's not going to be an issue. But if the point of education, a, a, a real education is the path in between those two, Yes. and the formation that happens, then AI does have, does complicate things, sure. right? Because it do, it doesn't give you that. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, I you guess still have that work to do. Right, right, right. Well, I guess that's like, so some people would argue um, for AI that like now it's it's just a tool, right? So like using AI to, to make something new, that is a part of the path, like the future path of, you know what I'm saying? So you are learning, mm -hmm. but you're, it's just a, you're learning to use a new tool, basically, is what mm -hmm. some people would say. But then, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. Like if a, if a student's doing a book report or something, and then they just type it into Chat GBT, and then they you know add right. a few things. Obviously, that they didn't they did none of the work, you know. So that's yeah. I mean, that's just. I can even I can even give a little bit of grace, right? Like if if you use AI to summarize the ma sure. the main plot line of the book or whatever but to derive meaning from a narrative sure right that that's what yeah, that's like, a hey, different thing 
Yeah. That's something completely different. Sure. And the AI could definitely do I guess that's where I guess that's where I'm falling is or landing in this conversation is it is like a tool, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we've never had a tool that could we you know, we have a tool that can look up sources that you know, Google. It's become a, a verb in our language to Google something. Um so like that's a tool we've had for a while now. Um this new tool, like it, it doesn't just look things up, but it can like make connections between them, at least like mm-hmm. rudimentary connections. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's something that we haven't, we haven't had that tool before. So is that just a, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, is that a tool that can be used to create something even better or, or sh- is the, the act of seeing connections, you know, I mean, right. that is that is an important... Yeah. I guess if we're talking about, like, literature, seeing connections within the literature is, like, an important mm-hmm. skill to develop. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And and certainly that... You've got a point there, right? Because a lot of... A lot of academia isn't just lone wolf. Um, I'm proposing something completely novel and unrelated and right. unconnected. But like a lot of it draws from previous connections. Yeah, it's building on and it. using those connections yeah. and syntheses to to push the boundary of knowledge a little bit further. Right. Right. And if AI can do that, I guess then Yeah. Then yeah, because if it builds on the previous knowledge that is that it is given or yeah. that it has itself, you know, drawn connections to. Sure. Then I guess in that case, it could be a useful tool to draw those connections. Again, using that, I guess, as a as a means of taking out the the quote unquote grunt work. Yeah. Although I guess depending on the per- people you talk to, is it really grunt work if you don't if you yourself don't yeah, understand made the, the path yeah, to yeah, get yeah. The, to where you are? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I guess the the thing is AI just draws from what human beings... Like, the only thing it can draw from is what humans have made. I guess maybe right. what other AIs have said. But, but like, like, it creates... I guess I don't know if... And maybe there's an AI expert who would say this is wrong. But I don't know if it, like, makes anything novel in the sense of it's not making any new connections. It's just telling you what other connections have been made. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um which obviously, like, on a book report when the teacher's assessing a student's comprehension of the book and, like, engagement with it, obviously that's, like, you know, going to ruin that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But just, like, as, like, a tool to, like, w- where we're not assessing anything, we're just, like, trying to, like, stoke ideas, then it's, like, well, I mean, maybe it could be helpful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The funny thing is I feel like we're talking about ethical implications and, I feel like there's there's been more ethical implications than more, than than this. I mean, I guess like deep fakes. I mean, that's a whole. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole of those. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I think yeah. One is, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but I guess we talked about it with, with both ends, like with Harrison Ford, right? With yeah. de aging, yeah. that's one thing. But what if it gets to the point? where you do have the Beatles, right? Where they use used AI to basically reconstruct, from what I understand, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but to, to create, you know, the, the new album based on John Lennon's um, voice. Yeah. I mean, 
is there payment that goes along with that? Yeah, like, yeah. How's who that gets work? paid for that? Does the AI get paid? Does <laughs> Lennon's uh, estate get paid? Does he get paid the same? Sure. Uh, and that's one example, right? But yeah. then... Yeah, it's like, who owns John Lennon's voice? Right. But then you have an example of, let's say we use that same technology to, um, I don't know, and who is an old actor or actress who has long since passed? I don't know. Oh. If we used AI to do the same thing that we did with Lennon and Harrison Ford in the yeah. Indiana Jones movie, right? And we they had a whole movie. And they were the main character or whatever. Yeah. Like how the studio is obviously making money off of that. Sure. But who then gets paid for that? Like, is that ethical? Yeah. Are you saying like a dead actor or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. I mean, they've at least already done it once in Star Wars Rogue One. They got the... Oh, that's true. They did that with the likeness of... Larkin? Uh, yeah, Tarkin, Larkin, Tarkin. Right? Tarkin. Tarkin. I don't know what his actor's name is in real life, but he's been dead yeah. for a while. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like, we don't know his name, but Disney is making money off of his likeness. Yeah, literally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't... Did, he clearly did not sign off on it. No. <laughs> I'm sure his estate did, but yeah, I don't know. Well, even I think Carrie Fisher, I think by the time that movie came out, I think Carrie Fisher was dead, and they had, like, de-aged mm. Princess Leia in that right. uh, as well. Um, or maybe she wasn't dead. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. E either way... Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, she she was in the the last of the sequel trilogy, and she was dead by mm -hmm. that point. But they like, I'm sure she probably signed off on that because yeah. you know she was still alive when they recorded a lot of that. So, I wonder in these kinds of talks, like if that is becoming a like a point of discussion, like you know, if you for some reason pass or whatever, yeah, do we have permission to? To yeah, use to, your likeness, yeah, to use that, AI. Maybe. If, I mean, think about it. We do the same thing with our physical organs, right? When yeah. we drive, we sign up, sign up for a driver's license, <laughs> apply yeah, for yeah. a driver's license. We are asked, would you like to be an organ donor? Yeah. And that's on our driver's licenses. Right. But yeah, I guess Is we're signing something off similar? on that. Yeah, right. to where, yeah, at some point you sign a contract and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult I mean, we're getting into the weeds here a little bit with the entertainment industry because, like, it's not that the the studios own the actors. They just own the recordings of the performances that the actors right. put on. You know what I mean? So that's where it's right. like, um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what they did for that Tarkin. I mean, I know it was controversial at the time and people were making a big deal out of it. But yeah. And that's I, my point, though, right? Because, like, because of this technological advance, it's going to have so many – um, you know, legal ramifications. Like, sure. what are these contracts going to look like? Yeah, yeah. Again, to my point, when we started this episode of just this far-reaching effect that this technological advance ha is having or yeah. will have. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, yeah, there's going to be tons. And I, I mean, we haven't even talked about a lot of them, you know. I mean, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I guess the nice thing is it's it's not like humanity hasn't been dealing with this kind of a thing its whole history, you know what I mean, is we come up with a new technology and, you know, the first thing we figure out how to do with it is, you know, get ahead or hurt other people. And then, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, we figure out nuclear fusion and then we think the best thing to do with it, right, when we figure it out is just to, you know, blow up a bunch of thousands of people. Uh, so, just horrible. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's been the struggle of, I guess, humanity and technology from its inception. Um, not that that makes us feel any better because I don't think we figured it out, but at least it's an old, it's an old discussion, you know. I am, maybe I haven't been looking in the right places, but I'm surprised at, um, that I haven't seen a lot of discussion about or fears of, um, of advances in AI um, being a form of playing God um, mm. in terms of creating a technology that, that can do Create. sure. what humans, you know, how think how humans think, create how that humans is create, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel, because <laughs> that's what, <laughs> you remember, um, like with cloning and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, back in, yeah. when I was in elementary school, that yeah. argument, I feel like I saw that everywhere. Yeah, what is that lamb called or that sheep? I forget. Um, Dolly? Was Dolly, yeah. Dolly the cloned yeah. lamb or whatever, or sheep. Yeah, yeah, but like the whole playing God thing. Yeah. Like, uh, you know? Yeah, no, it's fair. I feel like, I mean, maybe this will be a good conversation, but I guess a part of me is, I think, yeah, I don't know. To me, like the what should we do or whatever, if it's not like, if it's not hurting someone, I don't think like exploring it is like bad. Like, I don't think anything is out of uh, like inherently playing God. Like, I guess to me, the cloning thing, when we're doing it to animals, it's like, go, I don't know, like, go for it, man. Make as many dollies as you want, you know, I don't know. But then when it comes to humans, then it's like, whoa, now we're, like, messing with people's humanity and human rights and all these things. So that's where it's like, that's where I think the ethical conversation should be about. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, to me, it's like, go for it, man, like, with AI specifically. Mostly because, once again, I'm not a scientist or a, you know, computer science person, but uh, as far as I understand, like, the computations a human brain is doing and then, like, and, like, the complexity and interrelatedness of that, like, to try to get that in a computer, once again, maybe we get to it in hundreds of years or something, but... Yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, at least for right now, for the foreseeable future, it seems like it's kind of far away. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess the playing God thing, it, like, it makes a good plot point, like, in Avengers Age of Ultron or something. You know, like, it's like, should we do this? But to me, it's more about, like, the appli application. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, if we want to get biblical for a second, I mean, God, like, put us on this earth to rule and reign, not as, like, tyrants or that, but more so to just create culture and create things and could carry on his creative work into the rest mm -hmm. of creation. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess that, it really depends as well on how far the generative aspect of generative AI is taken. Sure. Right? Like we sure. were saying earlier, AI at this point can uh, can only put out what humans put in yes. or, you know, expand on it. But to, yeah. to tr I don't know if we're at the point 
where we or ever will ever get to the point where it will really create something new new yeah well i think that's the singularity which a lot of people are scared right. of is that moment where which i guess we don't like i don't know there's no maybe like, i'm not visionary enough yeah yeah to yeah. see that happening yeah yeah maybe it does that would be interesting i mean probably not in our lifetimes maybe i don't know but i mean there's definitely something well, the funny thing is we've been asking our guests about this uh, question, mm-hmm. right? This AI question right. as they come in. And uh, and one thing I, f- I believe it was Dr. Malcolm Foley said was basically um, like he knows like what human nature is capable of. So like human nature being the AI without like the humanity, you know, with mm-hmm. it not being human is yeah. like scary. You know what I mean? If it was just yeah. unleashed. Uh, and yeah. so I, yeah, like... I definitely get that. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, we'll see. That's the, I think that's the main thing I think I have with, I guess this is moving into that last question that we have of what will the, we've already been kind of skirting around it, but yeah, what yeah. will the future look like in light of the rate at which technology is advancing? Right. Yeah. It's, Cause it's too late to stop the tele- technological advances. Sure. Um, yeah. The ball. So now rolling. we've got to figure out what, you know, what we're going to do in light of them, yeah. uh, how to use them, that sort of thing. So like to your point and to Dr. Foley's point, right? The STEM, you know, science, technology, math, those kinds of fields that are producing these kinds of advances um, cannot be, should not be divorced from what the humanities yeah, as, a, sure. as an academic discipline can offer. Yeah. Um, because you can have all the technological advances in the world, but to think about the ethics of it, what is right or wrong, what is sure. beneficial for society, that's the realm of um, that's the realm of the humanities. Yeah. Um, and so um, the 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 troubling thing, or yeah, the troubling thing is not troubling. Maybe a concerning thing for me is uh, whether or not the humanities will be able to keep up with those sure. advances. Like I, I was saying earlier, right? Comparing the rate at which the technology kind of self-generates itself grows compared yeah. to how quickly humans can, you know, um, can make that growth. Sure. Well, a same comparison can be made, like how quickly can these technological advances be made and can the humanities keep up? No, for sure. I think that's a fair one. Well, a big part of that is like where the money is, is like STEM mm, in the sense of yeah, like, exactly. that's like people pay money, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for the advancements that, uh, yeah. and obviously like, it's not that there isn't money in the humanities. I mean, you could consider like Hollywood or like, you know, music industry. I mean, those are humanities in the sense sure. of they're, you know, they're not, well, some of them do create new technology, but they're there to like, you know, offer a story or, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, so it's not that there isn't money, but, but, you know, I mean, the tech industry is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think if it is to keep up, there'll definitely have to be some sort of, like, agreement by, like, the collective that it's worth keeping. You know what I mean? Like, it's worth mm-hmm. investing into. Which, I mean, we've been telling, humanity's been telling stories. Not that that's all that the humanities does. But it's kind of, I mean, humanities maybe broadly could be, 
categorized as like a storing telly storytelling venture you know what i mean like music tells a story uh literature tells a story um i mean yeah insert whatever you want in there mm-hmm. um and i think that storytelling is as old as humans are so that's where i i think we'll i think we'll keep that going um but whether or not our stories you know will have a you know a positive impact on how we use the tools that science gives us i guess that's another you know i don't know that's another conversation as whether yeah okay i mean that's really what it is is can we develop stories that are uh i guess compelling enough to keep us from using these technologies in ways that harm others Mm -hmm. Um, so i mean i think the bible does it (laughs) anyway but yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see i guess once again projecting into the future it's difficult But we are not soothsayers, so no. who knows what it will look like. But certainly not. Just, I. Our, these are musings and yes. considerations that I think that are yeah, and conversations that are helpful to to have. Because again, like I said, the or you said this about my point, but the ball is already rolling. Yes, and we can't stop it. No, um, and I don't. I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it's got the potential of. Um, of it's got the potential for harm in different ways sure uh and so along with that you know with great power comes great responsibility Oof. sort of thing let's go uncle ben my <laughs> uncle said that <laughs> yeah no i'm with you yeah so i mean we'll see hopefully i mean a few man like a few minute histories anything to go off of it'll be a mix you know what i mean technology yeah. always seems to be used for some good and then some people use it for two steps forward one step back sort of yeah, thing yeah truly so yeah. yeah I guess we'll see well great I think that's a good place to end it's, a, it's less definitive of an end just because we're in the middle of it yes we're in the middle of the advances and so just uh, one blip in the conversation that are uh, that are happening about it yeah agreed thanks for listening to another episode if you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on Patreon. It's just www.patreon.com slash questions from the pew. If you can't support us financially, please give us a good rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on, and that will help others find our podcast. Also, please comment and ask questions. You can do that by following and messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. You can also leave us a short voice message or text message at 312-725-2995. If you do leave a voicemail, please keep it under 30 seconds and tell us your name and where you're from. We'd love to include your voicemail in our Q&R episodes, but if you prefer for us not to, just let us know and we'll include your question in another way and without giving your information. The same goes for any messages you send us on social media or through text. This has been Questions from the Pew, a podcast in the World Outspoken Network. To learn more about World Outspoken and its mission to prepare the Mestizo Church for cultural change, visit www.worldoutspoken.com. For questions from the pew, I'm Riker Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time. Bye.